0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. The Mavericks are NBA champions. Welcome! You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Western Conference Finals friend. One more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, I, I,
1: I can't talk about the Lakers. I can't do it. I know. It's frustrating. Literally, I looked at my wife and she was going to tweet at you and I was like, no, nah, let's not start something on Twitter. She was going to... She was on tweet at you and, and like direct quote me and say I can't and of me saying as soon as Anthony Davis hit the shot, I was like I can't do a pod with Nick right now. I just can't do it. And uh, but Nick Nick, I will say this about Nick: Nick isn't an overbearing like annoying fan. We all have those like friends in our life that are like fans of teams that you hate, and they're just like super annoying. They're texting you, they're sending you memes or gifts, and tagging you on crap. And Nick <laughs> Nick's not one of those guys, but. Except about oh. Avatar. Except about Avatar. But I ask <laughs> for it when it comes point. to Avatar. But turn it to the Dallas sports scene. Yeah. We have, I mean, this is a, a what crazy. What a weekend. What, what a weekend. Let's just say, let's just lump the Luca shot into the. Yeah, yeah. Also, we'll, and just we'll say, like, pass. Um, the Cowboys were dangerously close to going down 0-2 to begin their season. and
0: I, I pulled up Twitter today, and everyone said, man, I didn't realize the Cowboys were going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. And everyone was so down on them. Everyone was saying such bad things in the first half. They were down 7-26. It just looked awful.
1: I just don't... Who who made the worst decision at the end of a game? Mason Plumlee or the, the Falcons receiving team uh, on the onside kick? Because both of those, like all of those people, had no clue what they were doing at the end of the game, but somehow the Cowboys pulled it off. It was just crazy. And the biggest thing of all, shout out to the Dallas Stars, lifelong fans here, Nick Ah, and myself. I mean, we we have waited our entire lives for this.
0: We're like Starsky and Hutch over here. We love the Stars so much. Like we are just on it, ready. You know, Uh, (laughs) we're so on it. By the way, Stanley Cup Final, Dallas Stars. The uh, Locked On Stars podcast is a podcast that exists. You guys should go listen to it. They had the most listened to episode in Locked On NHL history this, this past week. So go check them out. They're doing some great stuff over there covering that team. So shout out to them. We're not going to talk much more about that because they we have a whole podcast for them. So go cover that. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order at Built Bar. All right. We also, on this podcast, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of random stuff. We're going to talk about Luka Doncic. We're going to, he came in fourth in MVP voting in his second year as a 21-year-old. We're going to talk about that. We'll also maybe touch on the conference finals a little bit, get into that. Mm. Uh, I want to, first, before we get to anything else, though, I had one of those flashbacks or throwback, whatever, on my Facebook, and I opened it, and it was the Mavs Media Day bingo chart that we made. We make these every year. That I made for two thousand and eighteen for media day, which was two years ago today monday september twenty first that is that's absolutely insane think about it. two years ago today we were that's doing insane. media day that's absolutely so insane. The calendar makes no sense anymore it's just it's it's so strange but I wanted to go through Isaac and look at some of these because it, not only is it strange that we were doing media Day you know two years ago today but what this bingo chart looks like is so different than what it would look like today. Um, So the media bingo is like, okay, we'll put down there, here's an example. Uh, Luca is asked about his conditioning. So somebody in the media asked Luca about his conditioning. You put an X down. uh, There's a free space. There's like, Rick Carlisle claps back at a reporter, he says something back to him, you have to put down a you know an X there and blah blah blah. So it's just stuff like that. Stuff that happens at Media Day. We're trying to guess things and make some funny things that happen at Media Day. So here's a couple of things that we put on there. Hmm. Devin Harris jokes that the third time is the charm. It's Devin Harris's third stint with the Mavericks (laughs) after he went. Remember he went to Denver, he got traded? Yeah. He was in the McDermott trade. Yeah, what a weird, like, all they go back. Dirk is asked when he's going to retire. Remember not knowing when Dirk was going to retire? That's crazy. Think about that. This was back with Dennis Smith Jr. going into his second year. He's asked about playing with Luca. You mm-hmm. had the um, White Man Can't Jump, you know, the the cartoon, I think, that, uh, you know, the graphic, we had that that year. Um Emoji Gate. DeAndre Jordan was back with them, was, was there with the Mavericks. We had a, a space about anyone asking about Emoji Gate with DeAndre Jordan, if you remember that happening. I love Man. how you said he was back with the Mavs. It's incredible. Well, he was with them at one point, and then he <laughs> just yes. he decided not to. Harrison Barnes has asked about rebounds, free throws, or assists. Remember that was a thing? We're like, can Harrison Barnes do anything else? And do any of these he things, did. yes. He didn't. He did uh, There's a couple about the Mavs going to the playoffs so anyone is asked if the Mavs will make the playoffs anyone guarantees the Mavs will make the playoffs imagine when that wasn't in question man mm. what a what a time so glad we're in the the present here's one that I thought was hilarious Luka Doncic is asked about Jennifer Aniston remember that oh my gosh that was the thing <laughs> what a, he did what, what throwback. was it
1: Bleacher Report what was the article no it was the Mina Combs piece I think I wasn't think so yeah And he where he talked about like a tiger and cars and video games and Jennifer Aniston and everything. That was like the first like profile (laughs) get to know you thing It's at least for like, I want to say for for the States, you know, yeah, for for us us that we got to uh, a little glimpse into who Luca was. That was before he's a Maverick, though
0: yeah uh luca is asked if his game will translate remember that storyline yeah that used yeah. to be a thing is luca's game going to translate luca is asked about his conditioning remember when that was in question it's not in question anymore Um uh, dennis is asked if his vertical has increased <laughs> that used to be a thing we cared about La- remember landing mechanics <laughs> for dennis oh, landing mechanics oh man i will say this uh, about
1: luca one of the things that w- that used to get brought up about Luka in the pre-draft process was will his shot translate because his percentages weren't, mm. weren't the best Yeah, and I will say it's still kind of a thing you know two years still in true. the big thing that has proven everybody wrong was can he beat athletic people off the dribble and will yeah. that be able to translate and that's where he's just proven everyone wrong
0: if that's ever a question just show everyone Jokic now like if Jokic <laughs> yeah. can beat people off the dribble like <laughs> what are we talking about alright and then my favorite one Hot this dog? is uh, 03 <laughs> in the 2018 Media Day bingo chart. A hot dog is eaten <laughs> in honor of Nerlens Noel. That was the year after Nerlens Noel ate the hot dog. <laughs> that was on the media bingo. So we wanted to revisit that. Thought that some of that was hilarious. Just thinking back, I mean, this team is so different than it was then. I mean, the only players that are the same are, gosh, Luca. Right? Is any... no one yeah, else? I is... to look
1: up. I mean, JJ Perea.
0: Beret, I it's, guess, is still it's there. It's just, and-
1: it's just wild to think about the timeline of everything. It feels like everything's just thrown so far off that you know we're watching the conference finals right now. But in a real world, Media Day would be happening right now, like this week. It's normally yeah. the twenty fifth, twenty eighth, something like that, to where you know we pack up. And I mean, it's it's literally one of my favorite days of the whole season. Yeah, and I take off work from my other job. It's a whole day thing. And I remember last year. I mean I spent literally like 8 hours at the arena. I followed <laughs> Boban around forever. It was the first time a lot of media people get to meet the players, you know, at least, at least some of the new players, seeing KP for the first time, uh, you know, Luca that first time that first year everybody remembers their first media day. Whenever you get into the media world and you're like credential for the first time, that's normally the first thing that you get to experience yep. uh, as a media person. And I remember it was, I think it was five, six years ago. I've been, which is crazy. Six years I've been covering the Mavs now. And I remember the first time like walking or no, five years, five years and walking in there in the first media day and like, players are walking past me. I'm like, dang, I'm gonna have to like talk to them. Anyway, <laughs> media days is so much fun and that would be happening right now. Therefore, we would be, like, free agency would would have been done by now. Yep. I mean, all this, we would have new Mavericks, new everything, draft. Like, it's just, it's just another reminder of, like, how crazy everything is.
0: Everything is crazy. All right, coming up, we're going to get into Luka Doncic MVP voting. We'll talk all about that. Talk about who voted for him, who didn't vote for him. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by the best. Built Bar. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know it. We love it. Isaac just recently got a whole new box of them. He decided to re-up after the ones he got for free. If somebody buys something after they give it to you for free, that means it was a good thing. You're willing to pay money for it. We're willing to put money down for it. We love these bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, the peanut butter one is an awesome bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, just in that one bar. It's incredible for a snack. Isaac uses them as a breakfast replacement. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code On for $10 off, a whole box. That's like 30% off. $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's talk about Luka Doncic MVP voting. But first of all, I want to share a quote from Michael Malone. This is the quote of the day. This is a new segment that we'll probably never do again. Quote of the day. Michael Malone, before game two, he says, In the bubble, there's been a lot of front-running benches, teams that are loud when things are going their way, and quiet as a church mouse when they're not. But the support from within is important, he says. Wow. Is this, I mean... Was he asked directly about the Clippers? or I, I have no idea. This is just the quote that was that was given from Michael Malone talking about front-running benches. I mean, what a subtweet in the form of an answered question from Michael Malone about the Clippers.
1: That's like worse than KD's on Go Bear. I know.
0: On KD Reddit at least directly pod. called him out. I thought that, that quote was hilarious and I wanted to share it. Uh, also, five-star Apple podcast review questions. If you haven't already, give us a five-star review. Put a question in. We'll answer some of them when we get to them. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, you know, Spotify, Google, all that kind of stuff. This is from JAGSIS. Jags has asked us if Giannis hmm. signs an extension this offseason, then do you enter, entertain a trade that would include a larger contract that would eat into the summer of 2021 cap space? So let's say Giannis signs his five-year extension as soon as he can with the with the Bucs. Then do the Mavericks just move on and sign, you know, make a big trade or something like that. What did what do they do then? Or do you still try to keep your, your cap sheet clear for 2021?
1: I'm still keeping it clear for 2021. We've just There's just too many names on the market for that summer. And realistically, I mean, it obviously depends on who that person is. But for instance, I think Chris Paul on paper and on the basketball court would fit perfect with this team. But I don't know if Chris Paul puts you... Like, I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice you know, a future contract of an Oladipo or a Drew Holiday or some of these other names out there. We don't know what's going to happen with the Clippers guys. I don't know if I'm willing to give up that, the chance at one of those guys for the opportunity to get a Chris Paul who maybe could get us to a Western Conference Finals. It's not like you're getting like another young third piece. If it was a young third piece, if you're telling me I can go get Brad Beal, sign me up, let's go get Brad Beal. So it's just, I don't know.
0: I would still just hold out,
1: and I think depending on the opportunity for sure. But I think I would hold out for 2021.
0: Yeah, this goes on our whole thing of 2021 is not Giannis or bust. There's other guys out there, and I'd rather go with a guy yeah. that you can run with for two or three years than a guy with Chris Paul that I don't know. He's gonna be 36. You know, he's he's gonna be 37. Like he's gonna get up there, and eventually it's gonna fall off for him. He's gonna become less effective. He's gonna be making 40 million dollars. I mean, I mean, I, heck, I, this I Denver not, team.
1: Like I like this Denver team and they're fun and they're a good team yeah but I don't know how how much better this Denver team is right now than a healthy Mavericks team right now to where if if we go out and we we get a couple more like smaller pieces in of this offseason then if we stay healthy we can have a realistic shot at making like a, a Portland type of run that you know next year and having fun with it, while still keeping your books open for 2021 to really go all in at that point. So that's all I'm saying is I think we're already a good team. I don't think we're a great like championship team right now. We're still missing a piece, I think, but I I don't.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm with you for sure. All right. Let's talk about MVP voting. So obviously Giannis with the, unceremonious like just no one really cared MVP basically no one really didn't seem like anyone was super excited about it Giannis got MVP I think we all expected him to get it he got 85 first place votes 16 second place votes which means there was 101 voters which is kind of weird to me they just gave somebody a vote last last minute couldn't keep it at even 100 LeBron James got 16 according to uh, himself and he was very upset about that
1: (laughs) man he was so upset poor baby man what I mean Here's my thing. Of all people to talk about narrative, you are the last person that can complain about narrative. LeBron James, come on, you know exactly what this award means. You know, and then for him to name drop Marcus All and talk about Marcus Gasol and like the whole voting process and all this, I'm like, get out of here! Come on, that. You know I'm all out. That's that's the type of stuff. When you wonder why I don't like LeBron sometimes, that's the type of stuff. That whining, that little media game, that little like just own up to it. You know why you didn't win MVP? That's not what the MVP award is. We all, I think all of us would agree. We would rather have Yan, I mean LeBron, over Giannis in a playoff series, right? I mean, yes, but that's not what the MVP is. So why is he acting like it's just some new knowledge? Then get get out of here. His boy Wendy didn't even vote for him. (laughs)
0: Uh, all right, Luca, 14 third-place votes. He came in fourth in MVP voting. Insane. Fourth, 14 third-place votes, 36 fourth-place votes, and 22 fifth-place votes for a total of 200 total points. The next player after him was Kawhi with 168 points. Uh, Harden was third. He had 367. So he wasn't particularly close to to Harden, but he wasn't close to getting fifth either. He was pretty pretty securely in fourth place, which is pretty wild. For Luka Doncic. Um, couple of notable names that voted for Luka. Third, that had him third on their ballot. Rick Bucher, Shams, Sharania, Amin El-Hassan, uh, Joe Varden from The Athletic. Dave Pash also had him up there. Um, other guys that uh, did not vote for Luka at all. Oh, Kay? at all? These are the ones yeah, oh, that did, the did not vote for Luka at all. These are notable so five they get to vote for five players first place second place third place fourth place fifth place they pick five players for mvp that's all the players they get to vote for right yeah here are the people that did not vote for luka Doncic for mvp at all had other people ahead of them oh let me know these doris burke <sighs> that's man that's when you find that's when you find
1: out that some like one of your like buddies <laughs> and like his wife like cheated on him and you're like dang bro <laughs> like that hurts like i loved her like she's great
0: or all yeah. your friends went to the movies without you
1: <laughs> yeah come on doris zach is Lowe. that the only
0: one that we care about no no zach Lowe also didn't vote for luca at all for well, but
1: zach low t- tried it i mean come on we we heard it multiple times on his podcast where he tried to convince everybody that he like he's putting lillard over luca which i thought was i never he even wrote it down i at least it loved that low writes about it and defends his picks but I just didn't buy his d- defense on it. like why I don't I, there's no case for Damian Lillard over Luka Doncic
0: I don't I, yeah. get that you can't tell me that Luka has more help than Lillard no no right? like, like McC- there's there's no case at all <laughs> McCollum and Porzingis are a wash if if Porzingis is on the floor right uh yeah I just think that yeah that was that's just very strange to me but Zach Lowe not voting for him I thought it was weird Michael Wilbon also didn't vote for Luka and then here's a run that I thought was really interesting. Players, people that didn't vote for Luke at all for MVP: Ernie Johnson, hmm. Mike Breen, Kevin Harlan, and then Marv Albert had him fifth. What is up with the t- <laughs> What is up with the TV guys, the play-by-play guys that have that didn't vote for Luke at all for for MVP, and then Marv Albert had him fifth? I thought <laughs> that was so strange. That is weird. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Dave Pass should have him third. So that's a that's a play-by-play guy that had him up there. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Doris and Zach not having Luca.
1: that that's, think Doris hurts me more than anyone. I know, for sure. We Did man. you see the people who voted for LeBron for first place? I did, yeah. Shocking. Shocking, some of those people. <laughs> it wasn't Windhorse, though. I know. Wendy was the shocking one. The Ramona Shelburne one cracked me up because... Ramona was literally on Center saying that she was going to vote for LeBron because of the narrative, and then LeBron's complaining about the narrative of why he didn't get it. <laughs>
0: like, Not enough people on <laughs> the narrative. Uh, people that voted for LeBron, Chris Haynes, Mark Jackson. No, no way. No way. Mark, Mark Jones. <laughs> Dave McMiniman. Ramona. Dave McMiniman. Mark Medina, who also covers the Lakers every single day. This is shocking. Uh, the NBA fan vote. NBA.com had a fan yeah. vote, and they all voted for LeBron instead. Um, Let's see, who else? Yeah, Ramona did. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. It's just funny, because if, if you asked me, hey,
1: write down the people you think voted for LeBron first, MVP, I would have literally wrote down like five or six of those people. I would have put <laughs> Windhorst on it, too. So, Windhorse had to do something. He's out of the circle somehow. He's out. Yeah, he must be he, out of the circle. He's out. He got he, replaced by McMahon He did
0: have him second, and he had AD third and he had Luka fourth which i i texted nick
1: this this is just crazy that anthony davis finished sixth in mvp and he literally led the lakers in most of st- statistical categories right yeah he did
0: mm-hmm. and he's best and defensive were, player by far for the lakers for the lakers yeah, yeah yeah
1: and they were the you know first you know obviously the first team in the west best record in the west it's just wild that that's what i mean that's the definition of splitting votes right you know if lebron oh yeah which I mean they wouldn't be the ones here without LeBron but still it's just wild that AD and I think I would I think I would have argued AD over Kawhi um, him versus Luka I would have put Luka over probably but still it's just wild that that's the case for him
0: yeah if AD was a little bit of a worse player I think LeBron maybe got would get more votes because AD is so good right and he he like you said led them in all these statistical statistical categories and all that I think that definitely hurt his case for sure but anyway enough about LeBron <laughs>
1: Can I, coming okay, up. I actually do want to ask you a question about AD. Maybe good after that.
0: Isaac has a question about AD. We'll talk about will talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac. Anthony Davis hits a game winner. Game 2. Lakers go up to uh we're going to talk about some of the conference finals right now. You have a question about AD.
1: Okay. If you are I just wonder what this looks like moving forward in the league. If you're a team like Milwaukee and it, we'll just go ahead and say, put it out there. You're a team like Dallas. You're a team that has a young star. Mm. Are you watching? It what's feels happening? so good? That that's true. It does, but uh, it does. But I don't. I don't want to go down a dark path here. Oh, but no, the darkest timeline. What? It's just like I wonder if you're if you're an other team. Are you watching what AD did tonight? Because this is the biggest moment in AD's career, probably. I'm, yeah, I might be sure. like mm-hmm. a knee jerk reaction 100%. here, but
0: no.
1: It's like they go on to win a title. Is this what you like? You dread. You like looking at this. But realistically, it's like this is the small market teams. This is what you hate, right? This is what you don't want to happen. This is what you try to convince your player that no, no, no. The grass is not always greener on the other side. But then AD forces his way out of New Orleans. And that was ugly. How all that happened. Rich Paul, all this different stuff. Everything was leaking. All this different stuff. He gets where he wants to go. He gets to the big market. And then for him to have this huge stage, he hits this big shot. He's showing out. He's playing really well. And if they go on to win a title and he wins a title, everything was worth it, right? I mean, this is this is in his camp and his in players' yeah, minds, like, this right. is why we did, why why I did what I did. And it was all worth it. I don't care all the feedback and the bull crap I got from people. This is why I did what I did. That has to like fuel something you know into some of these small markets to where you're like dang i hate that this happened for that situation right and does it should it make small market teams worry or do anything different because it's gonna it, it could work out that way
0: so i don't think it's about small or big markets necessarily i think this is true for a lot of times people say oh the small market teams the big market teams it's just the sometimes it's market when it, be, when it becomes kd in Brooklyn, right? That, that, becomes there. But Miami is not like this huge gigantic market, right? Like Dallas is a True. bigger media market than Miami is, but Miami is viewed as a more favorable destination than Dallas for various reasons. You know, they have the same kind of, you know, front office Um, you know situation there but then they also are in Miami (laughs) and then then there's the LA teams right it's just kind of those type of teams so when we talk about big market it's not even necessarily like oh guys Dallas is a top five market why aren't they known as this team that everybody wants to go to it's just it's about the, the certain markets that people want to go to it's either New York LA or these storied teams like Miami or you know the Lakers or you know some people always bring up the Knicks, but the Knicks are never never picked. So that, that's when story goes against you. I think for sure, I think people are, are looking out for this. But the AD situation was so mismanaged. Like, look at the wings that he played with. I mean, you you just have to get your guys some players. You just have to, you have to draft well. You have to hit free agency. You have to do well. And they just didn't at any point. They had Drew Holiday in that trade that they did. And that was kind of the only real move that they made. They tried to mark his cousins, but they just could not bring in one replacement level wing his entire career almost down in New Orleans. And so you just look at how mismanaged some of these situations are, and that's that's when you lose your star. Unless it's San Antonio or it's Kawhi Leonard, and you just can't even explain it at all. Why did that guy yeah. leave? I don't know. He just decided that he was done with this team that had been, you know, built the best way and all this stuff. It's some of this, some of this you just can't even you some of it you can't even put in like they can't even give it a rule, right? <laughs> There's no rule. Yeah. It's just like they're all individual personalities. And you have to, you know, cater to them however you can. But yeah, I think for sure. I think because it's, it's proven that, you know, once a, you know, a player in their original team in a smaller type market, once, they, once it's proven that they can't win with that team, then yeah, you see Anthony Davis succeed. You see Kevin Durant go succeed. You see LeBron leave and go succeed, right? Like it's starting to become the thing that you do. For these yeah. teams, if you if you don't get a you know team put together that can actually win, and
1: I, and I get that he's he's obviously playing with LeBron, and not every situation is going to present a LeBron situation. If he went to the Lakers, you know, without LeBron, would he be where he's at? Probably not. But it does, you know, Milwaukee's owners are setting back, or the GM Horrison is like. I really hope Giannis ain't watching these playoffs because <laughs> you know, it does. And it's like, you wonder if you're, if your, your star player is looking at this and saying, and, you know, I'd say it's too young for Luca. He's only been in the league a couple years, but it's more like a guy in Giannis's timeline. That's, you know, put in the time. If you, once you get to that year, six, year, seven, you're like, you know, a year, two years into that second, you know, contract, that first big contract you get after your rookie deal. and, you still haven't won. You still haven't made it to the conference finals. There's no like path or anything like that, and you know it's going to be messy to get out. Then the AD thing just will will give you know that ammunition to some of these younger players, like, hey man, he took a a, a PR you know beating you know, from the fan base and everything, but he could be the one sitting back smiling saying, "I live in freaking Los Angeles. I play for the Lakers." and I just won a title, and I'm arguably the best player on the team. I'm immortalized so,
0: forever in, in NBA.
1: Exactly, and it's like this weird thing, I mean, y'all know I hate the Lakers, I'm not a fan of LeBron, but like AD, like, I always, I never, I didn't mind AD, and like, he hit the shot tonight, I was disgusted, I hated it for the <laughs> Lakers, but I was like happy for him individually because he hasn't had any like moment like this, and whether you want to say it was his fault, in New Orleans and roster stuff too. Like I, th- I would lean kind of like what you're saying more towards roster construction and all that, but it's still. I mean, I don't know. I it's just. You just know there's other organizations across the league that are saying, Dang it, I really wish this AT thing wouldn't work out because I want my I don't want my star watching this.
0: Especially since the Clippers thing didn't work out, right? You know, the Clippers yeah. thing is kind of this a similar situation where Paul George wanted out first he wanted out of Indiana, got out of Indiana, goes to OKC, right? Which is weird, but he got traded there. Then he, you know, wants out and he wants to go to, you know, LA. And he finally gets there. Kawhi wants out of Toronto, you know, goes to L.A. And so, you know, if that didn't work out, and the Lakers thing didn't work out, that's probably a win for these smaller, tight market teams. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any
1: thoughts on Miami-Boston series?
0: Man, I, I think that Miami is just. They're such an interesting team to me because when it when their thing works like when they're it's basically a stick to me right Their stick of like we're just going to have all these guys do stuff and all these guys do stuff and all these guys do stuff and then at the end Jimmy Butler does stuff and then at the end but they've been down double digits in every single one of these games all three of these games against Boston. Which is pretty wild to me that they just they bet on their ability to come back. They bet on their ability to you know, with their backs against the wall, come back and be gritty and tough it out. And their whole thing is that we're gritty. And um, man, I I think that it's either going to be their downfall or it's going to work the whole way. They're just always going to go down at some point, make a huge comeback, rally back, and then either Jimmy Butler's going to do something crazy at the end. Or you know somebody else will come a big form like Dragic. Dragic has been amazing. We're going to talk about him on Wednesday uh, in our What If Wednesday, which is going to be awesome. So check back for that. But yeah, I think Miami's whole thing is it's either going to come crashing to a halt and just not work at all, or it's going to carry them because they have enough guys that can you know cover each other's weaknesses. Tyler Hero coming out of nowhere. I mean, yeah,
1: not I think their no, stick nowhere, is different but,
0: than Houston though. Oh like, no, no, no. Houston I'm, I'm saying. I am not saying it's the no, Houston was more of like a gimmick if you're gonna condense mm. it down into like a word, but Shtick to me is like they're you know, this is what we're about. This is what we're made of. You know, it's not like a it's not even necessarily a game plan. They don't game plan to go down, you know, fifteen, twenty points yeah. in a the game, and just end up doing it.
1: They're they're my last hope for uh, for the Lakers. Because I <laughs> to I beat just them thought, or just a team that you would want to
0: root for and I just
1: I think Miami beats the Lakers more than the nuggets. Beat the Lakers,
0: the or the Celtics.
1: No, well, I don't. Yeah, I think Miami's beating Boston, and I I thought the Denver L A series, like Lakers series, was over before it started. Sorry, Nuggets, but it's just Miami. There's that culture and everything. What they they when they click, I just freaking love watching their team. It's their. And shit. I think I think Bam. <laughs> I think Bam. There's a level Bam can get to that I've watched him this playoffs, and I thought he was. I thought he was good, but th- this playoffs has made me think that he could be like really, really good. There's still another level he can get to offensively that makes me really excited about what he can be. And honestly, going into this playoffs, I was set I would sit there and say uh, to all these trade packages that were like, "Oh, they should go get Embiid and stuff with Bam and all these pieces." Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade Bam for Embiid right
0: now. No, heck no, definitely not. I wouldn't.
1: And it, I don't like I just there's just too much I've seen out of Bam. And it's just wild when you see the players that they got and where they got them from Tyler Hero. You know, there's example after example, and you can relate this to the Mavericks draft coming up when, you know, the Mavericks have an 18th pick. And, you know, they obviously have the 31st pick. They could look to move up, you know, potentially. But you look at all these different picks, man, of where they get players. You have a Tyler Hero that went freaking 13th, I think, and the Donovan Mitchells of the world who went, you know, 12th or 13th. And it's like, man, if Dallas, there's one world to where, like, hey, you package that 18th pick and with something else and try to get a veteran roster upgrade. But then there's another world, too, to be like, dang, man, I wish, you know, could they find a piece to come off the bench like a Tally Hero or, a, you know, something like that when you see a team like Miami with these guys, bam, in the same draft. I think that was the draft that we talked about on the spot where we would take picks 10 through the rest of the first round and over the top 10 picks of that draft. <laughs> That's the Dennis Smith Jr. draft, by the way. So, because yeah. in that lottery, in, that, in the rest of that first round, was Mitchell, bam, Tally Hero, John Collins, OG. Like, that's a, that's going to be a draft to look back on. Oh, for
0: sure. For sure. So, there you go. That's some of our thoughts on the conference finals, on Luka MVP voting, and some 2018 media day, which I did not expect to talk about at the beginning of today. But here we are. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with some uh, Trade Target Tuesday. We're going to do that Wednesday. We're going to do what ifs. We're bringing back what ifs about Goran Dragic. So, join us then. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. You know, Shaq gets mad when we go
1: crazy. No, I don't. No, I don't. I just just said, calm it down a notch. That's all I said. Why? 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 Look at that. (laughs) Look at that game. No, no, he's great, but I've seen that before.